And welcome to the Eclectic Gamers Podcast. Today is Sunday, January 6th, episode 210. I am Tony. I am Dennis. I don't think we have the longest episode today, but... No, I don't think so. But Not we do at have all. In- interesting elements to discuss. But what's been going on? I saw a new ride out in the yeah, driveway. I, 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 I adulted, and I, I have a new car, which I guess doesn't seem very adulty seeing as I'm almost 45. Uh, but it's different because I've never made a car payment in my entire life. Mm. And I now actually have a car payment. So I have to adult more. I see. Well, I wish you well. Yeah. It, it's different because I'm one of those people who I've always just bought beaters. Mm-hmm. And then when the beater died, I bought a new beater. But uh, those don't really exist anymore. Mm. Like, Beaters still exist, but they might as well be new cars for the prices people want for them. Because I'm used to buying beaters for like, you know, a couple thousand dollars, and now they want like eight. Mm. I, I see. Mean, it's, it's insane. I saw a 1992 pickup with almost 300,000 miles on it. It was over 250,000 miles on it. Uh, sell at auction for almost 2500 mm. and it was a chevy uh <laughs> so well, okay well <laughs> yes times have changed <laughs> well i haven't done much um too much uh, but i do want to thank uh we get got a new patreon member doug who joined at our basic support level as a reminder you can go to patreon.com slash eclectic gamers podcast or no slash slash eclectic underscore gamers gotta remember it's different than the facebook page uh if you want to support the channel for as low as a dollar a month uh, i have been playing one of the games i got for christmas is robocop rogue city it's actually kind of stupid fun Really? So, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've mostly only been plugging away at it on weekends. But yeah, you're you're RoboCop. You're in old Detroit, and you call people creep, and you go around and you do RoboCop things, and you give people RoboCop tickets. And um, I, I would have never assumed that there was any of, real enjoyment in that game. Yeah, actually, uh, I see people online because it's it's showing. I'm noticing it's showing up in in like Reddit threads and stuff. Cause people are like RoboCop is soon getting a new game plus mode. And then you'll see someone go, people are playing this game. And other people are like, yeah, it's actually decent. It's not, <laughs> it's not great. It's not going to win any awards, but like you feel like RoboCop and it feels like the world of RoboCop and, uh, it's quasi open world. And you, you interesting. Like, yeah. It's just, it's kind of like how, uh, how Witcher two was that style of open world. Hmm. Um, so I've been playing that. Also did the uh, 12 Days of Kaiju. So You got all your stuff? I did. I had to kick it up to 10 ball. To did finish. you? Yeah, because one of the, the last badge I needed was in the time frame of the 12 days to get 25 billion cumulative on Godzilla. And on the last day, I had 10 billion to go still. And I was <laughs> just like, okay. Um, you know, I looked at like, I'm just having it auto plunge. You get barely, even on 10 ball on auto plunge, you barely get it. You won't even get like 20 million on just auto plunges and hitting the slings. So I'm like, okay, no, I got to play through it. Let me kick it up to 10 ball because I can start getting into the tier two modes easier and such and start really earning points, which yeah, I mean, none of my scores were super great. I did, uh, I had to wipe all the high scores. So now it's back on default high scores. Cause I wiped all the high scores after that. Cause I was like, no, it doesn't are, count. These are fake. I like did <laughs> one and I set every record. So I was just like, no, 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 no. But, um, so that, that one badge, I think was a little excessive. I think they should have just had you do all 12 days and that'd be enough, but everything else I earned on legit. So all my max points in game, I got those on three ball games, but holy cow, what a mess. Well, I heard, and by heard, I mean I saw a picture that you got the golem. I did, and it's sitting on the TV stand. My sister golem. and niece and brother-in-law got me Lord of the Rings Golem. So my plan, I got three games. I got Golem, I got RoboCop, and I got a Double Dragon game that I had on my list. So I am going to finish RoboCop as the plan, and then I need to decide what to do with Go- like Golem. Is this is a celebration, really? <laughs> so I'm wondering if I should just take like clips from all the issues in it and like maybe do like pre-recorded and drop them on our EGP YouTube of, of stuff, or if I should just live stream this 
I don't know because since it's console, That's a lo- yeah. I have to. I mean, but I have the stuff like I have OBS on this laptop. I you know I can plug in a, a separate webcam and position it because I play in the living room, and and do I have a capture card for that works on PC and console, and I I mean I could do that, I but. This 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 must this must be a rejoicing, really. So, I haven't decided, but I need to do something. I think, besides I, just give my impressions. I can see the highlight reel. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm wondering if I I can take clips, like because uh, it's an Xbox game. I can have it record certain clips as I go along, and then I can. I just don't know if I'm gonna if it's got. That may be the way to do it because uh, I don't want to do too much work. But yeah, anyway, so that was a surprise because I was not on a. I didn't put it on any lists because the rule was that's a dollar game, and I don't think they spent a dollar. I think Problem. they spent more than a dollar. Agreed. Um, Kong is also a dollar game. I'm, this much might be my thing. Like, just I'll just play really. Let's play really bad games I'm instead pre- of guessing on. Like RoboCop was a guess. I had no idea if it was good or bad. I just thought, you know what, it sounds cool being RoboCop. I'll put it on my list. And, it's and it actually worked out. Yeah. Whereas there are plenty of other games where I put it on the list and I'm like, this game sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I do this? I, I saw Diablo on your list mm-hmm. and I was like, no. I've decided you're wrong and it's no. fine. No. You're wrong. You just, you, they fixed, they went back and fixed it. No. They fixed it. Sure they did. I got to fight the butcher. Let me fight the butcher. I fought the butcher. Okay. Well, speaking of fighting, we have stats. Stats. Yeah, fighting ba, games ba, have stats, ba. so we have stats. So stats I have, as as I usually do in one of the first couple episodes of the year, I usually try and make it be the first one. Well, last year we actually did the second uh, episode of the year, it turned out, because I went back and looked. Um, let me go ahead and give our annual uh, stats for the podcast, for those that care. Otherwise, you might want to fast forward. Maybe about five minutes would be my estimate. Um, I'm not going to do as many this time in part because unfortunately with the custom date range thing, SoundCloud was having issues when I was trying to pull some of these stats. These stats are just from SoundCloud. I don't trust using other site stats because I don't, I don't think they count accurately. Uh, and SoundCloud is the host. So for example, anyone who goes and plays our audio through Podbean or well, the Spotify maybe or, or uh, iTunes, all of those should count under the SoundCloud stats because none of those places individually host the audio. So here's what we got for folks without further ado. For 2023, we had over 44,400 plays. That actually is a 14% increase from 2022. And that's a, we were a single percentage digit increase from 2022 to 2021. This was quite a big jump for us, actually. I don't know why. It just, it is what it is. Our top five countries of, uh, of our play, the, the origin of the player Bearing in mind that VPNs could be in play, and we're going to get the VPN place. So we talked about that last year. But in order, USA, Australia, Canada, Singapore, and the United Kingdom. The only difference from last year is the UK and Singapore flipped positions on the list. And I think that's because last year we talked about how Singapore is probably there from VPN or something. Uh, yeah. Because Singapore, I'm not aware of as being a hotbed of pinball play. We could be completely wrong. If you're in Singapore and you love listening to us, let us know. Yeah, you got to let us know. Um, so our top five cities, these were, uh, a lot of these were different. So Columbus, Ohio is our number one city, followed by Tacoma, Washington, then Renton, Washington, then Ashburn, Virginia, all three of those are new to the top five list. And also from last year's number five was Chicago. I think some of those cities are VPN cities. VPN cities, okay. Um, in terms of our external sources where people who don't uh, subscribe to us through RSS or go to SoundCloud to play, where do they come from? Uh, our, the main place they come from is actually our website get a lot of plays that way uh, facebook is our second largest source people just googling us is third Pinside is fourth and tilt forums another pinball forum is uh, fifth only real change here is facebook is higher than it was last year and Pinside is lower than it was uh, I usually am able to tell you the main RSS applications that people who subscribe use, but that feature just was not working. It's just like, sorry, there's no data. So it, it noted there was an issue. So I don't have anything to share there. Uh, there were also weird things going on with the least uh, played uh, episodes. Like when I'd go and put in the date ranges, the counts were wrong. Like it would say like 
an episode like a month ago had 400 plays. And then when I look in the master list and it's got over a thousand, so it it couldn't be trusted, but the top five seemed fine. So our top five plus who cares about the least played one. So here are our top five shows of 2023 from the most popular to the fifth most popular. Number one was episode 208 Kojima Twippy massacre. So what a shock pinball drama and you guys come in and you lap it up like you are a dog that hasn't been given (laughs) water for two days and this is everything that is wrong with this hobby uh i'm not surprised at this but i am disappointed however we can take comfort tony because maybe they didn't come there for that it it, they did they did let's be fair they did they did however we could tell ourselves in reality we did talk about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Looney Tunes reveal. Those reveal pins from Spooky Pinball were in that episode. So it maybe was driven by new pinball. It Whatever wasn't. helps you sleep at night. It wasn't. Um, that also was the uh, episode where you ran through like all the main trailers from the Game Awards. So oh, yeah. I mean, there was some su- there was some real substance, but I I think the dramas were it was the drama people to why it's number one. Number two was episode 185, Time of the Orc. This was one of our earliest 2023 episodes. This is the one where we ended up actually covering our 2022 listener stats. <laughs> this is an interesting coincidence. Um, we actually had almost no pinball or video games in that episode, but you had the tabletop segment in there because this was when we were hearing about the D&D OGL and this was the response from the company, from Hasbro, right. after the initial backlash. And so there was this huge tabletop section uh, that you ran through. Episode number three in the top five is the episode just before that, episode 184, which was called Double O Twenty Thousand Dollars. So this one had a few things. This one had the first part of the D&D OGL tabletop segment. Right. So we had that big uh, meaty portion. And then the other big thing was... The James Bond 60th anniversary Elwin pin, that was the reveal of that. Yeah, so we it was, had a bit with it. It might have People been the D&D. Because who cared about a $20,000 game that they couldn't afford? <laughs> Maybe um, that's what we should put, do is put together a, 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 a one-shot D&D game mm. for one of these days when we go to like a convention. Mm. Mm. Maybe. Uh, top number four of the top five was episode 190, 2023 post TPF. This is not a surprise. Our post TPF episode, uh, is usually one of our stronger mm-hmm. episodes because we talk about all the, particularly the new games that we go and try and play. And in 2023, there were a lot of new games that revealed that TPF for the first time for player interaction. And so there was just a lot to really cover. Some of them are even out for in production now. Yes, some, but not all. Speaking of not all, uh, our number five of the top five was episode 189, Royale with an offer you can't refuse. So this was the Godfather reveal, the Pulp Fiction reveal, and a quasi-reveal for Galactic Tank Force because they hadn't fully revealed yet, but they had been trying to drip feed their game, and we had uh, we knew what the cabinet looked like at that point, right? like the tank-shaped one. Uh, you also had a significant portion of the video game section doing an update on Star Citizen, so we also had that. So those were our 2023 EGP stats, and we thank you for listening. So speaking of listening, it's time to talk about pinball. Hey, Will this be one of our top five episodes? It could very well be because we got to talk about Jaws. In fact, that's almost all we're going to talk about. There's not much to go into in pinball. It's that time of year. There's not a whole lot anywhere. There is. uh, I have not yet seen there. I think it might be today, the day we're recording. Maybe it was yesterday, but I don't think so. Where they're going, Stern sometime soon or sometime just recently, is dropping like a pre-recorded gameplay video on their YouTube. So I... Regardless of when that is or has happened, I have not yet seen that. Right. So, because I got other things to do. But uh, I do have a link in the show notes to Pinball News. Uh, Pinball News has an article about Jaws. I, I'm recommending that one because it has a lot of really detailed photos of the play field and has uh, good summary information. So, that is why it is linked. The pricing has not changed. I'm so, impressed. Yes. I think it's a good choice not to change the pricing, but I, I, I was, I'm surprised that they didn't increase it. So pro models are going to run seven grand. Premiums are going to run $9,700. LEs are going to run $13,000 and the LEs are capped at a thousand units. 
This is uh, Keith Elwin Design. Uh, Michael Barnard is on art. I believe he did the art on Rush. And uh, they did get Richard Dreyfus to do custom callouts for the game. Which is good. That, that's good. I, I didn't think they were going to be able to get it, get anybody. Because, you know, I think everybody but Dreyfus mm-hmm. is dead. So, the, yeah, there they're are. Cause, uh, and I missaid this on the pinball show because people have had uh, no end of glee in correcting me. And Zach and I, we recorded in the evening on Thursday yeah. with the, once the reveal revealed. And I did not confirm Roy Sh- 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 Scheider's name. And yeah. I added an N and said Schneider. So it's Scheider. Roy yeah. Scheider. What was that water baby show you liked with him? Sequest DSV. Sequest, thank you. It was a water baby. It was, it, 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 they had the, they had the little smart dolphin, and it was the it was the hey, let's do Star Trek but underwater. Mm. Okay, I only and then saw the alien showed up, and then they brought in Michael Ironsides, and, and then it got really violent. militant, and they got really violent. violent. Yeah, and then it got canceled. <laughs> you, you can't go full militant. They can't. There, there, there was there, there there was like an episode where they fought like a god. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did you see all of it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've seen every single episode. Okay. I, I saw like two. Um, okay. So uh, art-wise, they went very blue, very water-themed. I think very world under glass with this. Um, because we're an audio medium and we're talking about visuals, I don't want to spend a ton of time on trying to describe what this game looks like because I think it's an exercise in futility. When you can just look it up? When you can just look it up, which is why there's a link in the show notes to the Pinball News article. Uh, what I will note is the Pro is a three-flipper game. The Premium LE is a four-flipper game because the Premium LE has an upper play field. Uh, describing the differences between the two models, the other than the upper play field, which features a couple of shots, uh, the Premium LE model has a, uh, a boat kind of in the center right of the, I guess, of the Orca or, or actually it looks, a little, it looks smaller than the Orca, but basically it's a captive ball. A boat and that raises up in play to being a shark bash toy whereas on the pro you just you see the shark like there's nothing that raises up it's a fixed bash toy uh with the with a picture of the shark but it's got the three lanes with like optos that the captive ball that you would bash it's more like the boat version but mm-hmm. it's got a picture of the, it's got a shark instead so that's a premium le difference you know i find is the most impressive thing mm-hmm that the Pro and the LE have the same back glass. Yes, though I think the LE one is mirrored in some way, or they've got some mirroring effects to it, so it should look a little more interesting, I guess. But yes, yeah, that was a. It's the better back glass. I I agree because it's the classic poster. Yes, I I think well, yes. I, I mean, if you want to talk about the back glasses briefly, as you've noted, the LE and the Pro have the classic version, and then the Premium has a first-person perspective of Quint being eaten by the shark right? from the movie, uh, which is, I think the art's well done on it, but I would never want that one. It's, I, when I saw it, it was really disconcerting to me, and I, find, I didn't realize it's because it's a first-person perspective, and I don't like it. I don't like that. It's too creepy. Like I wouldn't want that. I would rather just have the the iconic poster. But but it's interesting. It's an interesting take on it. Yeah. Um back on the play field, the other differences are the far mid left uh are stand-ups on the pro. There are three drop targets there instead on the premium LE. And uh the Quince Shack in the back right corner is uh, more of a 3D sculpt on the premium LE, whereas it's like the flat plastic style on the Pro. And I think that's all the main stuff. The The main uh, main stuff in terms of the differences, they both feature the, the captive ball chum bucket toy, which as you bash that, kind of the just before the uh, right-hand ramp shots and such, there's a track where a shark fin comes up and moves through the water and can drop back down and there are color changing led lights under there that will start to make that water glow red with blood the more and more chum you throw and that's where the chum's going and then the shark comes up so it's all integrated into the into the rule set um another so that's also on the pro the uh the the third flipper so the non-upper play field flipper on the on the right hand side 
that is designed so that it can capture balls when it's held up. That becomes a captive ball lane. And I'm not clear on it yet, but the way I think Keith Elwin had a I had a response to someone somewhere. And the way it sounds is there may be a f- point or a feature in the game where you hit the action button or something, and that might lock that flipper up and just turn it into a captive ball lock. So that's probably the Elwin feature. You know, it's always seems like every Elwin game seems to have like an Elwin feature, like the smart missile shot on Jurassic Park uh, on Godzilla. I think it was the captive ball magnet, which would fling the ball into the upper lane, uh, upper, excuse me, left hand orbit so that you could do the upper flipper shot. Uh, Iron Maiden, it might have been the 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 target uh, bullseye shot. So he's always got like something in there that's sort of interesting that feels pretty creative. I think that's what that that uh, little flipper is meant to do. And it, it also has more shots than just those drops slash standups off on the left. There's a, there's a path there. It's kind of hard to see how the ramps work because most of the stuff looks like you're, you're shooting almost a single level play field, but then those shots in the back start to turn into and feed into being ramp returns, habit trail returns, which both versions of the game feature habit trails, not plastic ramps. Uh, a couple 180 ramps are going on. That's why how they fit so many. That's how Keith has fit so many in there uh, on those tight shot areas. So, anyway, uh, lower portion of the playfield, relatively open, I would say. Uh, we got once again a one pop bumper scenario, kind of like Godzilla, except this time it's over on the right, uh, near where that chum line ends, um, just above that third flipper. Uh, in terms of, we already mentioned Dreyfus on the callouts. The way the game plays is you play as Quint catching, hunting, however you want to think of it, sharks. And so on the play field and such, there are, you're going along getting other like Mako and other types of sharks as you work your way to trying to deal with the great white jaws. Um, at some point, though, it sounds like it's not yet ready. There will be another option where you will play as the shark instead of as Quint. They do have the clips and audio from the movie. They did get John Williams's score. The one thing, and it's pretty obvious when you look at the center of the playfield. Well, I guess, and I heard, and I heard the "You're going to need a bigger boat" line, which sounded like Roy Scheider from the movie itself. So I assume it was. He, you never see his face rendered anywhere, and he's clearly not in the montage with Quint and Hooper. So. There must be some limit. I there's got to be some limitations to where they could use Roy, because I would have thought that with him not being featured, that there was I assumed there was a challenge on that licensing wise, and that they were going to then have you play as him, because kind of like the what what they tried to do with what Highway did with Alien, where the argument was, oh, you're playing as Sigourney Weaver, that's why you don't see her, or or you're taking her place in the movie. Uh, Labyrinth did the same thing. You're, you are the person in the labyrinth. Right. So I thought, okay, I guess we're playing as the, sh- the sheriff, but we're not. We're, we're playing as Quint. So anyway, what are your overall thoughts? I think it looks interesting. Uh, I like the concept of the moving shark fin target, and the chum bucket is just hilarious to me. So, mm-hmm. uh well, he had to chum the water. In he, the movie. He, he he did. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to play it. Uh, I think I can say pretty safely. I would be amazed if this doesn't end up like almost all of these games where the pro is the best player, mm. just because of the lack of the upper play field. Yeah, that your reaction is actually really similar to what I expressed over on the pinball show when we gave our first thoughts. I I like the idea of the the chum feature, though. I do worry about. How well that target, I'm hopefully they've tested it. I'm assuming they tested it a lot about it bending back or whatever with right. ball smacks because it doesn't look thick. Um, right. Obviously, it can't be too thick. Otherwise, that hole would be too big and the ball would get stuck. Um, and like you, though, the upper play field does not look, like most upper play fields, does not look particularly interesting to me. I will give them full credit. Uh, I'm assuming Jerry Thompson did the sound package for this. And when you hit the steer, the ship wheel on the upper play field, it makes that sound just like in the film. Does it? Yes. And then over to the right of the of the captive ball bash toy boat is the reel of Quint's fishing pole, which does look 
ratchet sound. So they've got oh, the, nice. again, the theme immersion on this is, is truly, truly excellent. Uh, as you would, as you would hope it's far better than I thought they would probably do. I think I hadn't really thought too much about Jaws because honestly, while I deeply enjoy the movie, it's not a pinball theme that I had any interest in. Not that it means anything. I know people have been calling for it. It's right. one of those magical ones that everyone says will be great. We'll sure. find out. And it's like, but you know, I wasn't I wasn't this humongous Godzilla fan, and the game is the game, and the game is good. So yeah. uh but here I I assume like there was just gonna be like this massive shark bash toy. I probably in my head i cartoonified it to where it was going to be like one third of the back of the game or it's like like groot or something you know just some, some you like john jaws, borg style see that's what would happen if it was jjp because it would have been jaws 4d speaking of <laughs> 4d uh stern actually got the rights to all the movies for the video display really yes and so there's some speculation about obviously the play field is completely oriented around the first film. Right. And Quint is completely oriented around the first film. However, possible video mode, Jaws 3D, people are wondering. I am assuming that it was just kind of like a, hey, we want Jaws. And it's kind of like, oh, yeah, you're, you'll get all of them because right. who cares about any of the other, right. other ones, especially after two. Because after two, there's no Roy Scheider anymore. And it, I mean, each one's progressively worse. Jaws and not like a little bit worse, like a right. lot. And there are bad movies like like Blood Rain, where I would recommend you should see Blood Rain. It's a so bad, it's, it's good. It's so bad. That might be true for Jaws 3D. I don't recommend anyone see Jaws the Revenge. It is truly, truly awful. Michael Caine is in the movie. He doesn't even remember doing it. Well, he does. <laughs> he remembers because it's what he did to like, buy his house or something. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's really bad. Is really bad. <laughs> yeah, the, it's terrible. Right. the The wife of Brody, Mrs. Brody. I don't remember her first name. <laughs> it's in that movie. She has a psychic connection to the shark. I don't need to tell you anything else. She has a. <laughs> yeah, you probably didn't even remember that part of that movie because no. there's nothing about that movie other than there's that it's really nothing bad. Memorable about that movie is other. Uh, it's in the Bahamas. She's got a psychic connection to the shark. And there's a scene where he attacks a banana boat. I remember that. Well, the pro that whole movie is let's constantly show the full full shark all the time. It's just which it looks no better than it did in the first movie. So right. anyway, anyway, I'm whining. So I'm hoping they basically do nothing with any of that, but maybe they do. <laughs> maybe they put some of that stuff in. I don't know. Um, it's an L1 game. I'm sure it's going to play great. Um, there's not really a whole lot else to say. The The release schedule kind of followed their usual, by and large, up until the gameplay stuff, which might be a new new take. I like that they're doing it pre-recorded. I think the live gameplay reveal is easy and an accident waiting to happen. And we've seen plenty of instances where, oh, look, the ball got stuck. Oh, look, the stream went down. Oh, look, the potato cam is potatoing. Uh, just mistake after mistake after mistake. And pre-recorded is going to solve so much of that and keep it tighter where there's really no reason for it to have to be a two hour stream. Right. So I think that's a, a really smart change. Um, I'm not, I always look forward to playing an Elwin game. I'm not particularly excited about this game. Not really. But it would not surprise me if it ends up being the best game of 2024, simply because he designed it. But we'll see. I mean, that, and there's a valid argument to be made for that. We're going to, we're going to see. He, he, he can make, even the dumbest theme games fun. Sure, sure. But the question, of course, will be, is this going to be a Godzilla? Is this going to be an Avengers? Right. Which are all very respected games. But Avengers is definitely in the mind of the public, a notch below where Iron Maiden, Jurassic Park, and Godzilla are, which I think all three of those may be top 10 on Pinside. Avengers is not. I know it's not. We'll see where Jaws ends up. Yeah. A lot of people are pretty excited about it, but they've been excited. I mean, this is one of those rumors that's been around for years and right. years and years. So anyway, um, we will learn more as things progress. And hopefully uh, once Tony and I get, a, I mean, we will play this at some point. We'll be able to give our thoughts once we actually have some hands on time. Before moving to video games, I do have a little bit more stern news because uh, CEO of Stern, Seth Davis, did have a discussion with distributors and touched on a number of things uh, regarding their strategy 
that I think are of interest to the listeners. And apologies if you already listened to Pinball Show because we we did touch on most of these, actually all of these on that show as well. But hey, we don't all have the same audience. So one thing, no shock here, I don't think to anyone, but Seth did confirm that as of this year, 2024, they are back to the three cornerstone model. Last two years, they were doing two cornerstones. I think that's a good move. It makes sense. I think the only reason that they shifted was because of the part supply issue and they yeah. had that horrible backlog and mm-hmm. they had to, but they clearly have for a long time been structured to try and do a three stone, cornerstone per year build approach. Um, this one was new. This one was a surprise, uh, but will appease, I think, appease a lot of whales out there. Seth said they are not going to do any more limited edition runs where they change up the art style. I think that's a good move. So this part. is this is a response to the Jurassic Park 30th or 35th or whatever it was anniversary, the Elvira Blood Red Kiss edition where, hey, look, here's a new limited count run of games with a different art package. It's an LE. But you already sold an Ellie. Right. Well, it's a different looking Ellie. But why do they get to get the best version? And I bought the crap version. That's kind of. It's because it's LLE. Right. It's limited, limited. And and purportedly, these uh, these newer LE versions have all sold very well. I'm assuming this is a they're very worried with the market cooling that they're going to alienate whales. And right. the whales are going to be like, we don't trust you. You're like JJP with the 20 different LE versions of Waz. We can't trust you. Um, so, but, but bear in mind, this does not, and you did stress that there would be the potential to do pro and premium versions with different art packages as time goes. Again, I think that's a better move. Than that's doing what they LE. did in the old day. Like the, like the Lucy edition of uh-huh. ACDC, that's not an LE. That's a premium. Yeah. So it's just with a different art package. So, so yes. So they, they said that he did also say he didn't call them vaults, but he did also say some of the games that have been discontinued, be they LCD or DMD that they would be willing to uh, consider putting back on the line if they can, you know, solve the issue of finding the parts. And of course, making new license arrangements with the licensors just, you know, because they might not be interested, but if right. they are and there's demand, that, like they're open to that. So basically, back because they haven't done vaults since uh, Iron Man. I think Iron Man Vault last built in like early 2020 or so. So it's been almost four years since we've seen a vault, right? At least the DMD vault. And in fact, I don't know if they vaulted any of the LCD game. I don't think so. I think everything once it's been, they've said this is the last run. It's been the last run. They've not gone back since then. Whereas we used to see that a lot. Yeah, there used to be a fairly large number yeah. of vaults. Some, and, and in all mm-hmm. honesty, in a lot of cases, the vaults had better art packages. Yeah, they've sometimes they've gone and touched them up, like uh, Spider-Man uh, uh-huh. Comic Edition was a was a probably the case in point example with a whole uh, new art package, but inspired by the look of the old one. But also Star Wars comic, mm-hmm. um, though that was still in production when they did that shift, so we didn't count it as a vault. It was just that was more in that pro premium gets a different right. art package style. I liked that. I liked that. Yeah, a lot package. of people did. Um. They did, uh, Seth did stress that they don't have, this is no surprise, any plans to introduce Insider Connected into DMD era games. Well, that makes sense. I mean, it would, for Sam games, it would probably be a nightmare to figure out yeah. because the system was never designed for Wi Fi. For Spike One, maybe it wouldn't be so hard, but are there really enough to worry about? Do we really want that on WWE? No. <laughs> it's like Ghostbusters and what? Kiss would be like the two people would want it for, but whatever. Um, as you saw with Jaws, he did note they they really strategically do want to try and hold the line on pricing. They need to. And I, I agree. And so they're looking at what they can do to try and do that while dealing with inflationary issues. Because while inflation has gone down, I'm not saying what he said, but I'm saying to the audience, inflation is lower now here in the United States than it was last year. However... We normally, I think the Fed has an official inflation goal of 2%, and we're floating more in the 3 to 4% range. So it's not to the sticker shock level that we were seeing as consumers, but it's still higher than government would want it to be. Right. So that that could mean a variety of things. My assumption would be if they, if they either, if they can't do it, obviously they will have to raise prices, but they either have to cut their profit margin or they're going to cut the bill of materials. Right, but the the thing is, is they have to think about it because if they don't do any of those and they keep increasing the prices, they end up like some other people have gotten to where they're starting to have problems selling machines. 
Well, the issue with inflation is if your paycheck isn't inflating at the same rate as right. inflation, you have less buying power. And that's, by and large, what's happened to people. Yep. So, so the final thing I wanted to note from his discussion was he did say that Stern was going to try and get these accessories for these games out a lot faster. And by faster, I mean closer to the release I mean, of the game. They, they can't do it a whole lot slower. If they did Not it really. any slower, they'd be CGC. Yeah, it's a... It's almost a running joke about expression lighting kits and just how like they're always like a year behind the game. And as you know, so many of these people in this hobby flip their game before then. So it's like, yeah, no, I already sold my game. I don't want the expression light anymore. I already sold my game. I don't want the topper anymore. I'm waiting for them to drop the topper after they've already taken the game off of the line completely. <laughs> no, uh, it would. I was going to say it. I mean. They just now, a few weeks ago, came out with more Black Knight toppers. When was the last time they made that game? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. It didn't sell that good. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> so th- so that's Pinball. That's yeah, it's all it's all Stern. Sorry. That's the only company that's done anything of note that I feel like talking about. So what you got for us in video games? Video games is the same way. Most everybody's got off for the have been off for the holidays and everything. But there's a couple interesting little things. Uh, Tetris has been beaten. I didn't know you could beat Tetris. Uh, technically, I mean, you, there's not like, uh, like you know, you beat the game, you're the best, whatever. But there mm. is a kill screen where it, gets oh, okay. to, where it gets to the point where the game just stops. It, it just locks up and it doesn't run anymore. Uh, and a 13-year-old a competitive player, uh, Willis Gibson, became the first human to get the kill screen. Uh, he posted the video uh, last week, and he hit in 38 minutes, he hit level 157, maxed the score out at nines because that's as high as it goes, and he got the kill screen. Mm. And uh, it's one of those things that like AIs have done it, or bots have done it. Task bot. Yeah, but no, but no human has done it before because mm. it was one of those things that wasn't thought possible because I'm not going to go into it because I only know a little bit of it, but there's like this whole thing where there's a maximum because of the controller, a maximum number of moves you can do. And then somebody figured out that if you switch the, move the controller a different way and hit it in a different way, you can change, make, you can rolling. make moves even faster. Controller rolling. Yeah. And then that, I don't know what that means, but I, I read the phrase. <laughs> right. So, so they, people were able to start getting, when, when that got figured out, it got to the point where anyone who wasn't doing rolling couldn't even keep up in comp- competition. Mm. Because uh, it was just they were so much faster, but it, it turned into a whole thing. But yeah, somebody has gotten the kill screen. Cool. So uh, a, a human has. So the, that's pretty cool. Uh, Twitch had to update their policies again. What? I know it's amazing. After their changes to where they were letting allowing nudity, and then they took away nudity, and they in, in art specifically mm-hmm. in art, and they made their rule changes. Uh, they had to go out and uh, make a change. Uh, to update their policies to prohibit implied nudity because one of the changes they'd made when they, that didn't get reverted originally, uh, it became a very big thing for people to have like objects blocking themselves. So it looked like they had no clothes on Mm. or whatever, because they wouldn't actually be nude, but they would be, uh, it would, you Mm. couldn't see any clothing. Was this because of boogie? I don't think it was boogie. Okay. (laughs) Because well, he got he got suspended for a nudity thing. Yeah, I don't know. He got. Re- <laughs> he so wants Poor, to be relevant. He, he wants to be relevant again so bad. I've not talked about Boogie in years. Nope. But uh, he had a financial audit. He had a every, finan- he's yeah, got he that documentary. Audit, documentary on. came out. He's tried so hard to become. But ever since he again. fired that gun, when that guy came to his house, it's just been downhill for Boogie. <laughs> the. Uh, uh, but yeah, no. The, but I found it interesting when they put the rule change because um, the rule change specifically says that cleavage is okay as long as there are no nipples shown. But it has to be clear that you're wearing clothes mm. because there's got to be a big and people have to be sure that they are in, listed in the correct places because like the just chatting and some of the other groups have started getting a lot of streamers that are either not they're in, they're making it look like they're not wearing clothes or they're wearing like bikinis and stuff, which are only allowed in the hot tub section or the pools, beach and hot tub section of the thing. Yes. So, poor Twitch. They're, 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 they're trying, they're trying to, to, to walk a line 
uh, and it's it's not necessarily going great for them. Apparently not. Though uh, I did see an article. I wish I'd saved it. Uh, talking about how Twitch is one of the primary uh, feeders to OnlyFans. Mm. Because a lot of OnlyFans people will do stuff on Twitch, but then, oh, okay, and then and then link to uh, their OnlyFans. Oh, okay, so it's like marketing. It's yeah, exactly. Huh. It's like I play video games, and if you want to p- watch me play video, if you want to watch me play, you want to watch games me play more, right? <laughs> go to here. So, uh, much like uh, uh, Stern talked about their upcoming year plans. Square mm. Enix talked about their upcoming oh, year plans. Square. Remember last year they talked about how they were leaning into the blockchain and NFT. Yes, very, very. That is so 2020 of them, but right, and and that worked out so well for them that the blockchain game they released like reviewed terribly and is mm. gone. Uh, their their Final can't Fantasy be gone. trading card. Well, yeah, but it's it's not a thing anymore. Their their Final Fantasy trading card NFTs didn't go great. Oh, the NFTs flopped. So, oh no. But this year, they let us know what they're concentrating on this year. Um, They're going to aggressively apply AI to their content development and publishing functions. (sighs) Does Square want people to hate them? It feels like they're deliberately taking every edgelord, like 13-year-old edgelord, this is how you make money, NFTs and crypto and blockchain, because blockchain says it sounds fancy, and you wouldn't understand, boomer. And now AI, you guys don't understand, AI is the future, you boomer. That's what it feels like. It it is definitely, yeah. It's going to be interesting because I know there are two lawsuits out there right now one of them because I don't remember which AI it is, but it came out that that AI was fed and taught to do its stuff by basically being fed the last 100 years of the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a big lawsuit over that. And there's another one because one of the uh, image uh, creation AIs that is out there uh, was fed every magic card ever, and it was first learned, like was first taught and built and designed, making custom magic cards. Mm. And so its entire backbone, its entire existence, was created off of the work of magic card artists. So uh, that's uh, nice art. I see why they do it. No, I understand completely. But now, for obvious reasons, they're getting sued because that was use of that art. Yeah, you've for, basically stole people's uh, co- copyright content and to, to make your brain work, and your brain's a machine. Right. So uh, shenanigans. I don't. Uh, Square Enix is disappointing me. Though. They they are they are very very disappointing. Mm. Well, I I mean I. The AI thing might actually annoy me more than the blockchain and the NFT thing last year. Hmm. Just because if they start applying it to the art, it's, yeah. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 came out on Xbox. Oh, I've been waiting for that. And it it had a couple issues. Um, If people had their clips set to automatically upload and be published, and they clipped a mature scene, Mm. they were getting one-year bans. That would be bad. uh, Laren had to work with Microsoft to uh, start getting those bands lifted. Uh, it took a few days. There's also a save glitch uh, that is occasionally causing saves to fail. So Laren put together a workaround so that you can enable cloud saving. And if the save glitch happens uh, and all your saves get lost, your last five saves will be in the cloud. Hmm. I so, thought modern Xbox already was doing cloud saving. but It, it is, but... This is a special save they had to design that saves uh, to Laren's oh, website. Laren, oh, the Laren cloud. Okay. Because okay. it's it. a firmware issue that Xbox mm. is working on, but due to the holidays, they're short-staffed. Right. So, okay. Well, that's unfortunate because it's such a popular game. It is. How much popular is Diablo 4? Diablo 4. Diablo 4. Play it. I, I, I was sad when Butcher. I saw it on your list. Don't be I sad. sad. I was sad. There's I sadness. had RoboCop on the list, too. So sad. It's fun. It's like Diablo Four. Diablo's fun. I told him no. <laughs> Tony, like, I warned Tony's him. Like went in and deleted it. It's off like my I, list. I warned him, and then he kicked me in the nuts and said, <laughs> "Yeah." It's like 
It's like it's like when you tell your kid not to touch the stove because it's hot, well, but they keep pushing towards it. Eventually, you it's just gotta let. Yeah, eventually, it's, you just gotta let them touch it. This is fine. Blizzard's gonna be fixed now. Microsoft's gonna save them. Well, no, the, you did hear about their new lawsuit, didn't you? No. Um, they have been sued by some executives they let go because uh, the backlash from their prior suit uh, has now caused them to uh, discriminate against old white guys. Mm. And because of the comment back when all that was going up where uh, Bobby had said that the the executive levels don't have enough uh, the, the, he said specifically the executive level has too many old white guys in it. Uh, a couple people got passed up for promotion, uh, for younger, for, for younger, diverse people. And then they got let go in the round of let goes. And now they're suing mm. for, uh, being discriminated against for, oh, by being old white that. guys. So, uh, I didn't have that in here. I read that this morning. Oh, okay. Well, so. it's breaking news, folks. <laughs> breaking, breaking, breaking. Uh, the, um, and my last thing, because like I said, there's not, there's just not a whole lot going on right now. But Star Citizen, oh, Star Citizen, we, it's it not a major. Top, it was one of our top five episodes last. This maybe top five, maybe top five, twenty twenty four episode. Be. This isn't top a major hype. Star Citizen update, Bobby. But they have wrong, released wrong their new everything pack. It's got the whole game. It's got everything that you can get in the game. Every ship, everything they've ever wow. offered for sale ever. Wow, even the old stuff. Yes. Wow. Yeah. For a game that's still in alpha. Well, but so you can have it when the game comes out of alpha. Well, let me rephrase. So your great grandkids can have it when the game comes out of alpha. They're very much looking forward to Uh, this game. It's, it's beautifully priced. Um, it's only $48,000. That's a lot of money. I mean, that's a lot of, (laughs) that's a lot of video game money. That's a lot of, (laughs) Nintendo bucks. I <laughs> wow. Okay. You really forty eight thousand. Wow. So how do you feel 000. about buying like ten LEs? It's or not ten, but uh, uh, right, right. Uh, well, but 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 it, that, I'm sorry, five LEs. Five. Yeah. I mean, it's. I could resell those, <laughs> even if they you know take a loss. It would. It wouldn't be. I don't think I can resell my what. 170 ships or whatever yeah. I get out of the it's over 100 yeah it's over 175 items mm, okay but yeah it just seems like a lot for a virtual thing it it's not even an nft it, it almost <laughs> it almost feels like the like ultimate outgrowth of the 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 uh uh, uh whole kickstarter thing has gotten to the point where you got to have everything and then you get into this whole sunk cost fallacy. Well, I've already paid. I might. As, it's fifty. It's just fifty thousand dollars. Here's the thing. Setting aside the dollar amount, which I don't know what sort of way. Like I always classify. What, like, are you just like? Um, uh, sometimes I see people and they play like the gotcha games and stuff, and they are like, oh, I don't know. I, I spent a little bit of money, and I'm like, Are you a whale? And they're like, I'm not a whale. I'm like, Well, maybe you're like a beluga whale. You might not be like a full <laughs> a size, like a sperm whale or a blue whale. Which is the biggest whale? But in this case, maybe we need to like have a space whale, like from Ahsoka. These yeah. are space whales. Uh, when you're spending forty eight thousand dollars on a video game that hasn't reached its final version, hasn't reached beta, I, I, here's my question to you, Tony. How, how do you think someone stays hype enough? To spend forty eight thousand dollars after this many years of sunk sunk cost, okay, I, I get it, I get the argument, I totally understand sunk cost fallacy. I've seen plenty of people. I myself have been in the instance where it's been like, I've been in this line already at the grocery store for so long. I'm not going to mm-hmm. change lines. Sunk cost. That's what that is. But to want, I mean, it's been so long to all of a sudden see this and go, well, I might as well. After so many as might as wells. It's just, it's a long time. We see over back on our other segment in pinball, we see hype die all the time when these companies mismanage. We've seen hype issues where companies know there's a hype risk. And that's where you see 
American Pinball with Galactic Tank Force do like this full court press at Expo where they bring in all of the actors mm-hmm. from the screen and we see Final Resistance get a relaunch with multimorphic people going out on the podcasts months after it was revealed at Texas and you know doing promotional streams and stuff because they know the hype is important and this was all stuff within a year but Star Citizen I think's been a thing for over a decade it has I think it was so 12? I don't I don't expect you to know the answer I, I'm curious what you're what how you like how many of these do you think they sell? I don't know. I, I they might not sell any. The very fact that it exists might be the just to create hype. Well, it seems insulting. I don't see how I don't see I mean, how they can get hype. I back. feel bad that over a decade ago I spent a hundred dollars on this game, mm-hmm. and I still don't have a game to play. And it's been over a decade, and I feel bad. I can't imagine the people who spent thousands. But if you go onto the forums. There are people who have spent thousands and tens of thousands of dollars on these game on this game. And some of them are absolutely happy. And every year you see a certain percentage of them, some of them that have spent tens of thousands of dollars, give up on it and be angry. And you always see the open letter angry leaving posts that they put on the forums and and the and Reddit and everything. Uh, but it is one of those things that I, I think just the very fact of putting it out there because it gave them a headline. They've got a headline that there's a you know forty eight thousand dollars nets you blank. Okay. So uh, I do think it's interesting. In the United States, it's forty eight thousand dollars. In Europe, it's forty seven thousand euros, which does not come across at all. There's like uh, there's what like a six thousand dollar difference there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's <laughs> that should be over fifty if you do right, the straight yeah, conversion. The, the, the yeah, the dollar's stronger. It's last I looked, so the euro amount would be fewer dollars than right. Is that the way? Yeah, the euro the euro's stronger, so so there should be it should be a higher dollar amount. Right. Let's in fact let's let me let's do a conversion here. But the uh, difference is know, like a thousand, but I know that I know that it's way stronger than that. So you thought it was about 47,000 Euro. Yeah. All right. So 47,000 Euro would be about 51,500 us dollars. So yeah, it's, it, that's a weird. Okay. That's, yeah, a, that's weird. We're just going to make it like about the same a crime, except for that's not the conversion but, rate. But in whale speak, that's about the same amount of money. It's, yeah. Well, in whale speak, they they don't they they probably lose that amount of money in their couch cushions every yes. day and don't even notice it. That's true. I, I would hmm. like to spend a couple of years seeing what that life lives is like, but <laughs> I guess. Well, I don't have anything else, Tony. Yeah, no, that's it. Like I said, I've uh, I, video games news has overall been fairly mm-hmm. quiet. It's pretty standard uh, for this I, time of year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Normally, we have the stern reveal in December, so this was we actually had a little more on pinball than we normally would. But, but if you want to reach out to us, you can uh, email us eclecticgamerspodcast at gmail You can go to facebook.com slash eclecticgamerspodcast or support us on patreon.com slash eclectic underscore gamers. We're on Twitch and Instagram as Eclectic underscore Gamer. And we wish you all a happy new year. And we plan to be back in a couple of weeks to give you all the latest news. But until we reach that point, my name is Dennis. I'm Tony. Goodbye, all. See ya.